our mentality is just put our heads down and go to work. Uh, we try to keep like the outside um, audience and outside noises and stuff. Um, we try to ignore that type of stuff and we just put our heads down and we work hard every day in practice and um, just prepare ourselves each and every week for the game coming up. Uh, I mean, we've heard, oh, watch out for Rock Springs, stuff like that, but we don't let it get to our heads. We just uh, grind it every day in practice. Welcome into the Wild Sports Podcast. I am your host, David Graff. Joined alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Robert Munoz. We've got an awesome episode today. It was a lot of fun talking to both these guys. So I can't wait to share these interviews with a couple of high school stars. We've got Isaac Shanefeld from Rock Springs on the podcast. Rock Springs looking like the team to beat. It's no longer a secret. Rock Springs knocked off... Thunder Basin last Friday and whoo boy top top ranked Thunder Basin top ranked Thunder Basin they're looking strong and then we've got East Caleb Romero on the podcast as well the Thunderbirds are coming off a very close victory up in Casper against Natrona County it took denying a two-point conversion with less than a minute left in the ballgame to take that one for the Thunderbirds so Talk about a thriller, an absolute thriller. And then, of course, we've got to talk UW football. The Pokes kicked off their season last Saturday in not so spectacular fashion, but nonetheless, they got a victory over Montana State 19 to 16. We'll talk about that game and then maybe talk a little bit at the end of the podcast about some of Friday's action. But first, Robert, how's it going? As always, doing well, Mr. Graff. Uh, another day in paradise. Hopefully, um, doing a little bit better than you because I know you're on IR there. Broke broke your elbow um, on the job. Do they give you work workers workers comp for that? I put in my claim today. I, I mean, you deserve it. You're obviously working hard. Tell the people what happened. Tell the oh, people what happened. Um, oh man. It's it's very sad. It's very sad. I was at the game, the Pokes game on Saturday, and uh, I was running down the sideline after Sean Chambers' interception, trying to catch up with the Montana State offense on the other side of the field. I was running right behind our sports director, Nick Kuzma, who was leading the way with the camera. Next thing I know, I'm going down full Arms extended, looked like Pete Rose sliding into home plate. And I I don't even know what happened when I when I hit the ground, but it was so quick. I somebody thankfully from UW helped me up and I just got back up, <laughs> kept running. My arm was in severe pain. My left my right arm, my left arm was all bloody. It was I didn't even have time to think. I was like, all right, I just got to make sure we get this Montana State touchdown. Nick Nick got it, thankfully. But, man, it was pretty funny on the side. Well, did you have a camera? 
did you have a camera thankfully i did not have a camera in my hand at that point i was the guy taking notes and supposed to be doing social media stuff so yeah that was luckily i didn't have one of our expensive company cameras in my hands but if you were in the student section in the middle of it you probably saw me and if you're a player that was on the sideline, which everybody from UW was, you probably saw me. If unless you were sitting on the bench, if you were sitting on the bench, but if you were talking to somebody who was sitting on the bench, I just right behind the UW bench, just full extension, is glorious, real graceful. Well, I'm sorry. I feel I feel for you. I mean, having only one. One arm's probably tough. I saw you on TV today. Uh, did you did you sling come off for the? I I took the sling off for uh, my television appearances. There's no no sling on the TV. So if you're watching me on TV and you're like, "What's what?" He's lying. Robert can see on this Zoom call. I have a sling on. I was in severe pain today to do, to do the TV pointing with my right arm which is the one that has a broken elbow. I, I, was, I, I filmed that prior to because there's Dude, absolutely I, no way I could have done that live. I think I would have started crying. I didn't think about that when I saw you pointing. That's pretty funny. The broken elbow is funny. And if you want to know more about that, you can reach out to me. I'll, I'll be sure to tell you all the details. It didn't get in the way, though, of enjoying the game, being on the sidelines there. Just kind of uh, gritted my teeth through the whole game, as I'm sure many Pokes fans were doing just because of how the game was going. Montana State took that early 7-0 lead. The Pokes were down 7-3 at halftime. They fumbled a snap for an extra point, so then they were only up 2 in the fourth quarter, then Montana State made a 53-yard field goal to take the lead at one point. I mean, everything. every time Wyoming seemed to figure it out, Montana State had an answer, and luckily for Wyoming, the clock ran out on Montana State, or they might have answered again. Wyoming pulled it out 1916. It, it was just a tough Tough game for the Pokes. I mean, you you were watching from home, Robert. What what were you? What were your thoughts from the game? Like you just said, every time. I mean, even when the Pokes kind of, even when the Cowboys did something positive, they did something negative right after the fumbling a, a PAT. You know, that was huge. That was a that was a big point when it came down to it. But yeah, they just they didn't look as physically dominant as I thought they were going to up front. And Coulter, Coulter um, said that when we talked to him. He said he did say that Wyoming might be able to physically uh, just kind of take Montana State out of the game up front. But he did say that Montana State was going to be a little bit uh, more physical than people were going to – people were anticipating. So he was right – um, that's kind of what stood out to me. You know, we're, there's supposed to be this lethal rushing attack, and it just it just wasn't there. So, but the defense was certainly there. Chad Muma was, uh, I mean, 
he's moving up to the hype on his on his on his side so yeah chad muma was a man possessed the pokes oh i don't i don't know if you uh saw replay if you saw that blocked um field goal that he had but i saw the uh end zone angle of it and it looked like he jumped about five feet standing vertical just jumped up and smacked it It it's pretty impressive yeah that blocked field goal was right in front of me and it's real it's even more impressive because most of the time you see a blocked field goal a guy is rushing their pass line of scrimmage and they you know block it they're there and Chad Muma was downfield and just straight up jumped in the air and knocked that thing down. He he didn't blitz the kick, nothing. He stood right where he was, jumped up like he normally would jump up and block that thing. I mean, that was if you haven't seen that, go check that out. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. You mentioned the pokes in the running game. That's the thing. Coach Bowl after the game and on Monday said that he'd like to see the running game improve, specifically from the running backs. Sean Chambers had 51 yards rushing. The team had 151 yards rushing as a whole, but the running backs obviously only 100 yards rushing. Only 100 yards rushing on 29 attempts. I mean, that's not the pokes that we've come to know and certainly cheer for every Saturday. And they have a good opportunity against Northern Illinois to get back on track. I'll be intrigued to see that. What, yeah. What, what about you, Robert? Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, Muma kind of should have given the Matumbo finger wag. He just kind of smacked that thing out of the air. It was pretty pretty sweet. But, um, yeah, Montana State forced Sean Chambers to throw the ball a little bit, I think, and you know, obviously you struggled a little bit at first, but when he needed to pass the ball, um, effectively he did, and we saw what happened. And shout out Triton Welch for that snag and for uh, giving me a little bit of a little bit of something um, to to live by with that touchdown I predicted, except it was the first touchdown, but. You got a, a little more important. First touchdown is what you predicted, but he ended up with the most important touchdown. Robert Munoz, for the record, he's been on the Trayton Welch bandwagon for months now. So I've, I was glad to see it pay off for him. When I Now, that's the other thing. I had no doubts in my mind whatsoever when the Pokes got the ball back with 217 left and they were down 16 to 12. I was like, they're going to go down and score right here. That's what's crazy. This team has established that the precedent that against an FCS team, it's going to take a last-second touchdown to beat them. So I just I, – I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was relief, exhaustion, or what, but when Trayton Welch hauled that in with his third hand, as he said after the game, I was like, man – Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Yep, thank goodness, because that would have been a lot of trolling, a lot of CSU-type trolling there. Yeah, no doubt. Well, anything else on the pokes from last weekend or heading into this weekend from you, Robert, before we get to 
Rock Springs' Isaac Shanefeld here? I think there's going to be no more playing down to the opponent's level remainder of the season. That That's big time because this University of Wyoming team plays arguably the worst college football team ever assembled in UConn in just a few weeks. So <laughs> we'll see if they have things figured out from a playing at the level of the competition standpoint by then. Plenty of time, plenty of time between that, between now and that epic battle between the Huskies and the Pokes. What are the odds that the Pokes play two teams named the Huskies in one season? Two different schools, too. I don't know. That's pretty, it's one of those common names, right? It's common mascots. But it's not like the Tigers or, you know, well, it just seems strange. There's Washington Huskies. You only right? have four non-conference games, though. You know, you only have four non-conference games, and somehow fifty percent of them are the Huskies. Yep. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know. That's a question for the listeners at home. Well, let's get to it right here. We're going to start with Rock Springs is Isaac Shanefeld, and then right after that, it'll, we'll jump right into East Caleb Romero. Great time talking to both these kids. So please enjoy. All right, we have a real special guest with us. He's a member of the Rock Springs football team, the now number one team in the state. They put everybody on notice last week. He's also a future University of Wyoming Cowboy, Isaac Shanefeld. Isaac, how's it going today? Uh, It's going good. How are you guys? Well, we can't complain. It's always a beautiful day to talk a little high school football. So let's, let's just go to last week's game. You guys put the whole state on notice knocking off Thunder Basin in the fashion that you guys did. I mean, was that something you guys expected going into that game? Did you think that you guys had the team to just really take it to Thunder Basin like you guys did? Um, Yeah. I mean, we had practiced really hard the week before and uh, we just prepared all week, super hard. We practiced hard. We got when we mentally prepared ourselves to go into kind of a dog fight with them. Uh, we knew it wasn't, it wasn't going to be easy, and we knew we were going to have to play hard and tough for all 48 minutes. Well, Rock Springs, honestly, is a team that not a, a whole lot of people know a whole lot about them, but it's been a team that everybody in the state has said, watch out for Rock Springs. Is that something that you guys were have been aware of or something that you guys have embraced? I mean, what, what's been the mentality of this team heading into this season? Um, we kind of, our mentality is just put our heads down and go to work. Uh, we try to keep like the outside, um, audience and outside noises and stuff. Um, we try to ignore that type of stuff and we just put our heads down and we work hard every day in practice and, um, just prepare ourselves each and every week for the game coming up. Uh, I mean, we've heard, oh, watch out for Rock Springs, stuff like that, but we don't let it get to our heads. We just, uh, grind it every day in practice. You also are a guy to watch. That's for sure. I mean, you've already accumulated six scores on the season, rushing and receiving. I mean, w- how would you describe your game? What, what do you think you do best on the football field that people should be paying attention to? Um, I feel like I um, am kind of like the, uh, like the focal point of a lot of people's game plans. Um, and I kind of, I noticed that in the Thunder Basin game, I was getting doubled and triple teamed all game, but um I, just, I mean, I, I I go in and I instantly notice there's already two guys, three guys on me. And that all, always, like, opens up uh, things for other people on the team, for other people to make plays. Um, so, like, when I get doubled, I have 
there's another guy going to be open. And so, um, I mean, with my game and Lenhart's uh, strategy, uh, I mean, I find the end zone and I, and I get the ball a lot. So, <laughs> yeah, you certainly uh, find the end zone, get the ball a lot. You're top 10 right now in the state in receiving and in rushing. What makes you so versatile? I mean, especially when people know you're going to get the ball, you're still, still able to find success. So what makes you so versatile out there? Um, I would say a lot of it's like technique and like footwork with uh, passing. Um, and then with our quarterback, Brock, finding the open guy like Brock, he's taught to find he's taught to look at certain things and where to go. And so um, with Brock being the smart quarterback, he is he finds the open guy. And a lot of times that's me. And a lot of that has to do with Lenhart's uh, game plan each and every week. Like he uh, does certain things to get certain guys open. So a lot of that goes back to Brock and Lenhart. Yeah, you guys' chemistry on offense seems to be great. You and uh, Andrew, right? Andrew scores, right? And, and Andrew uh, scores, yeah, the other receiver. And then, yeah, Brock, the quarterback. Brock. Um, talk about your guys' chemistry and how it's kind of just grown over the past couple of years, please. Um, I think a lot of it would have to do with, like, off-season stuff. Like, um, all summer long, at least two or three times a week, we're all getting together and we're passing. And um, just hang most of the time, just hanging out, too. And I think a lot of it has to do with that. And a lot of us grew up together, like me and Andrew and Brock have all grown up together since we were like little, little. So I think that also helps a lot, just kind of knowing each other and trusting each other with uh, different things. So you guys are coming into this season. Um, what, what, what was the bar for you guys? Obviously, a state championship, you know, you want to win a state championship. Um, but you're coming in and you have this team. What were your guys' feelings coming into the season, knowing uh, maybe you were looking there? People were looking at you as a little bit of an underdog, maybe, I'd like to think. Um, we kind of just looked at it as uh, the next rep, the next play. We didn't – We, I mean, our main goal, yes, is to win the state championship. But we, we just look at the next step, the next thing coming, and focus on that. And so that – I mean, that helps all of our process um, processes in us developing. And so um, when we go out on the field, our next – or the next thing we're worried about, the next thing we're thinking about is the next practice, the next practice, the next practice. And then when it comes game time, the next game, that game. And we so we try to focus on the things that is um, right there and the next thing happening, not what's going to happen in a couple weeks or what's going to happen in however long it is till state championship. Yes, our main goal is the state championship, and that's what we're working toward. We try to keep it um, the next thing. Well, Let's have a little fun here. So I always like to ask guys, what what gets them the most jacked up on the field? So what, in your opinion, has to happen on the field to get you, you're off your feet, you're excited, you're, you know, ha you're just happy for your teammates or whatever. I mean, what is it for you on the football field that just, it really gets you jacked up? Um, my, when it gets me jacked up is when, um, our O-line blocks amazing. And then you have this huge hole to run through or when you come open on a route and Brock lays it right in your hands for like a huge gain or a long touchdown. That's what really gets me going. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I'll, I'll, staying with the fun here, you guys are the only 4A team on the Western side of the state. So I know you guys have a ton of long bus rides. I mean, yep. what, what are you doing on those long bus rides from Rock Springs to your next opponent to kill that time? Especially um, when they're going all the way up to Gillette, 
that's has to be how long is that drive uh i think it was about seven hours for us wow. yeah anyway um, go go ahead um a lot of the times we'll, we take lots of naps lots of sleeping lots of naps um and then uh, a lot of times we'll just talk we just talk about what we got to do what we have to execute um well and then we'll just talk about school girls stuff like that um but like halfway through our bus trips we'll get off the bus we'll do like walk through we'll have lunch we'll mess around and so i mean but still just a lot of naps <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome well that for my high school athletic experience you know those are some of the best times just hanging out with your teammates i mean what what are you going to remember from those long trips uh just being together as a team i mean you're not i, I don't remember half the losses half the wins we've had I mean, yeah, the big wins I remember, but um, just overall, just being with the team, just being with a bunch of guys who love football is probably what I remember the most and just the memories that we'll have on the bus trips and like during when we go eat somewhere before or after games is probably what I'll remember the most out of all of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this Rock Springs team, what I know we, we touched a little bit about the chemistry um a little bit ago, but what st stands out to you the most about this team and maybe compared to teams of the past kind of, that's kind of separating you guys. Um, I think we've put in a lot more work than we have previous years. Um, we started not even before, even before school got out last year, we were in the gym just like doing like passing routes, working on footwork, stuff like that. And a lot of that um, goes back to Linhart and just the guys wanting to get better overall. Uh, we had always been told since we were probably about freshmen, sophomores, that when our class is seniors, we're going to be really good. Um, uh, I mean, we listened to it, but at the same time, we didn't because we wanted to be good for ourselves, not for other people. And so we just put in a ton, a ton of work during uh, the summer. We were in we were either lifting or we were on the field um, four times out of the week. And so I think a lot of that is off season stuff and, and just getting to know each other better. You talk, you, you've mentioned footwork and technique a lot. Um, not a lot, a couple of times though. Is that a big emphasis for you guys over there? Um, really? I mean, touch on that a lot. Uh, sort of. So like, um, yeah, we did a lot of like footwork stuff, a lot of like sprint training, um, how to be quicker with our feet and stuff like that. And, even like it goes down to the linemen too. It isn't just the skills positions, the linemen as well. Um, Lenhart's uh, really big on like the basic, simple things. And so uh, he, we wanted to make sure we knew what we were doing uh, technique-wise and footwork-wise. And so we wrapped a ton of that throughout the whole summer. You're going to be a University of Wyoming Cowboy next year. What is most exciting to you about representing your home state on the college football um, gridiron? Um, just being in Wyoming, like I always grew up wanting to play for the Pokes. And, uh, so it's going to be super exciting to like, see all everyone there from Wyoming, especially from my hometown Rock Springs, seeing people in the stands while I'm out there playing and stuff. So I'm super excited. Just, I mean, just to see everyone to see, like, I mean, I've had a ton, a ton of support throughout the whole thing. And I think Wyoming is the place I need to be. I noticed that on your, uh, recruiting profile you had offers from wyoming and montana state so did you watch that game on saturday and you're like hmm, hmm. yeah i was actually i was actually there i was uh i went on like kind of like a recruiting thing and so i gotta go and uh, do all that stuff and then i was on the sidelines for pregame and i mean it was pretty cool it was weird to like see a team that recruited me because i saw like all the coaches too from montana state that were recruiting me 
so it was cool kind of to see like the little live the rivalry between them especially with vegan being there now that's awesome that's awesome well you you rush the ball and you receive the ball i mean how, where do you see your game going at the next level um i definitely want to be more like a, a receiver type i'm i know i'm going to be i'll be a tight end there for sure but um i like to catch the ball i like to run the ball and so uh i think I am not, I'm not hundred percent sure about it yet, but I'll be kind of just everything I'll do. I'll do a little bit of running, mostly blocking and then a little bit of receiving. Well, if, if you're going to be a tight end, you had to be pretty excited when you saw a tight end catch the game winning touchdown mm-hmm. and all fall camp coach Polisek put an emphasis that the tight ends were going to be heavily involved. So that has to get you excited. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Way exciting. And um, coach Polisek comes from a tight end school, Iowa, and they are, they're pretty heavy on their tight end, so it's exciting to see he's there. I got to ask, I got to ask, were you a little nervous there going down the stretch? Is that game making you a little nervous? The Wyoming game? Yeah. Yeah, I, when we started off with, like, one of their first drives, that interception, I was like, oh, shoot, it's going to be a long game. But it was, it was super fun. It was fun to watch. Like, the atmosphere at Wyoming is insane with all those fans. It was almost sold out, I think. And I mean, and then Wyoming fans are just crazy and super diehard for Wyoming. So it was really cool. And then they scored that game winning touchdown and I almost went deaf. It was so loud. Yeah. What, what do you, what'd you think about those gold, uh, those gold tops they were wearing? Pretty sweet. Those are, those are actually pretty sweet. I was like one of the, kind of the, I got there super early before the game and I was one of the first people to kind of know. And I mean, it was way cool because I haven't done that in so long. And uh, I guess Coach Bull went for it at that game. So. Yeah, it, it was definitely an exciting game. I think I saw you on the sideline there. Now that you mentioned it, I just didn't know what you look like. Uh-huh. What? <laughs> we'll wrap it up here. One of our favorite questions to ask people, you've got a burger in front of you. I mean, what what are you putting on? Uh, your I'm just playing. I'm just a plain man. I just like to have ketchup and cheese. That's it. <laughs> ketchup and cheese, man. That That, man, people, man. Well, so what, what, what kind of cheese though? What uh, kind of just cheese? cheddar cheese, but I guess sometimes I like bacon and stuff like that. Bacon and then like mayonnaise or something. All right. All right. Now we're getting a little more. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, really appreciate your time. Isaac Shanefeld, member of the Rock Springs football team, future university of Wyoming Cowboy. Really appreciate your time. And thanks yeah, for coming. Thanks on, for having Isaac. me. Yep. Thanks again, Isaac. Really appreciate it. And uh, Mm -hmm. best of luck. Best of luck going forward this season. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, guys. All right. We are thrilled to be joined now by East cornerback Caleb Romero. The guy is a superstar on the field. He's sixth in the state in defensive points coming into this interview right now before Friday's game. Caleb, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, man. Blessed to be on here. Thank you for having me. Well, you know, we have a strong tradition of having East kids on the pod, so we really appreciate you coming on. The East team is coming off a state championship. You guys are one and one to start this season. What what would you say is the mindset of this team? You guys got a huge win on Friday up here in Casper over Natrona County. What where's the mindset of the team right now? Just be one to know every week, man. Um Coach Goff always preaching to us every single day, be one to know each week, no matter who we're playing, no matter if it's, you know, the best team in the state, no matter if it's whether the one of the worst teams in the state, B 
be one to know every single week, be one to know in practice, everything, everything that you do, you just want to be one to know. Now that's, that's interesting. So obviously one and oh means you won, you didn't lose, but what does that mean to you? What does that phrase one and oh mean to you just as a football player? And, you know, when you break it down, what does it mean to you? Honestly, to me, it means just be good in everything that you do, whether it's school, whether it's, you know, home life, whether it's on the football field, be perfect in everything you do in your craft, you know, whether it's, you know, individual drills, you know, you want to, you know, have a crisp backpedal, crisp break, all that stuff, you know, you just pretty much living with no regrets, you know, win every single thing, win in every single thing that you do. And that's, that's what one and no means to me. And that's what coach Goff really preaches when I know to be so. All right. That, that, that final play of the game against Natrona, um, how crazy was that? What, what, what was your mind? Where was your mind at in the last, that final play? It was, it was, I can't, I cannot even explain it. It was just a complete, I, I don't even know. Like I, once I saw Braxton Rosner come through that line, I was like, and kind of just wrap up, um, why Powell, I was, man, it was, it was just a, it was a deal breaker. It was awesome, man. It was an amazing feeling. It was almost how it felt last year when we played Natrona, when we won the last play of the game. That was, that, it was just an awesome feeling. So it's always, it's always close between us. You know, it's, you know, that's what we preached in last week. You know, it's always a, it's always a heavyweight fight between us and Natrona. And that's what makes it so interesting. And, you know, it makes it such a good rivalry and, you know, it, it was awesome, man. It was awesome to get the win on the road. Yeah, um, no doubt. That's always a tough game, big game. It's always tough to win in Anatron, especially like you just said. So I know for you, uh, you were doing some um, off-season work individually, right? Yes, sir. Uh, what What were you doing off-season to kind of, uh, I know, just work on your game? Um, I, I actually went down to Colorado and trained with Elite Speed Sports. Um, one of my guys, Mitch Greibel, um Played at Montana State, receiver. Played for, at Air Force. He he went – so first off, he went to Air Force as a quarterback and then transferred to Montana State as a receiver. And he got me – he got me so ready for the season. You know, I went into last season, my junior year, weighing about, you know, 155 pounds, 160 pounds, and he, he put some good weight on me. You know, I'm ranging about 180, 175 right now. You know, my squat, my bench, all my maxes – went up my speed went up my I'm so much crisper in my cuts and back pedal even my receiver routes now you know um shout out to Mitch Greibel for getting me ready and uh you know I drove every three times a week drove down to Colorado Denver um there and back just to get ready for the season you know I really wanted the season to be special for me and uh you know so yeah that's that's what I did to get ready for the season and uh it was paid off so far so one of our favorite questions that seems to come up anytime somebody mentions driving we asked Isaac Schoenfeld since he seems to ride the bus a lot to go to every game from Rock Springs you're doing a lot of driving going down to Denver what do you listen to in the car you know when you're you're making those uh, trips every day or it's, every it's week. a wide variation of songs man you know I did that I did that from November till I want to say June or May. I still I go down there sometimes on the weekend just to get some recovery. In, but I would I would go down there a lot, like three or four times a week from November till June. When it just you know it's just a wide variation of music. You know I listen to a bunch of artists and stuff. I 
got to listen to some uh, cool Coach Goff music that he plays in the weight room and, uh, you know, some of that hard 80s rock. And, you know, I, I always loved that. I fell, I fell in love with that driving down to Denver and stuff. And it's it, it was awesome, man. It, does, that get you, does that get you a little pumped up? Oh, yeah, for sure, man, for sure. You know, I, it, I would always think about football going down there, you know. Um, it, it was it, it was awesome, man. It, it was a it was for sure a once in a lifetime thing. It was awesome. So you come out and you have two interceptions first week of the season against Thunder Basin. Um, you know, you you told me after that game, you're kind of you hope to get you hope to break the school record for interceptions. You know what you know what's that going to take? Obviously, you put in the time in the off season to get to that point. But what's it going to take for you to, I mean, accomplish something like that? And I mean, make um, it, make the record virtually unbeatable. Yeah. Um. Honestly, it's just, you know, keep keep playing my game. You know, and on it. And honestly, you know, I feel like right now that's not necessarily my mindset because my mindset right now is winning football games. You know, the interception interception record that will come. All that stuff. You know, the quarterbacks are going to make mistakes. I'm going to capitalize on it, but. Right now, you know, I'm just focused on, you know, winning the next game, you know, focusing on Campbell County, whoever we have next, whoever we have next after that, you know, one week at a time. So, um, but then in interception record will come, you know, whether we, I break it or whether, I, you know, I come up short. But, you know, that doesn't really matter to me. What matters to me is winning a state championship at the end of the year. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, back-to-back state championships, that would be uh, that'd be pretty sweet. How How great is it to have those guys up front, you know, make make your job a little bit easier you don't have to stick on your guy as long oh they make it so much easier you know i you know those guys up front you know one of the strongest lines we've ever had at east and uh you know east is always a little undersized that line but you know we always we're strong you know we're fast you know um it's 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 amazing you know it gives us it gives Gavin a little bit of time to, you know, look for our open receivers, you know, throw the ball a little bit. And I think that's why we're so good at the passing game is because uh, the guys up front, the guys in the trenches, you know, those are the, the guys that kind of get underlooked and uh, that don't get that much credit. So um, shout out to those guys. I wouldn't be here without those guys for sure. Even on the defensive line too, you know, those guys pressure the quarterback and, uh, you know, make the quarterback f- make mistakes. And uh, even last year, Julian Vigil, that guy, is what is part of the reason why I had uh, five interceptions last year. That dude pressured the quarterback, made him make bad throws, and uh, you know, was, love those guys. Robert and I were talking the other day that we didn't realize Garrett Schlabs is as fast as oh, he yeah. is. I mean, he's he's made some incredible plays in these first two weeks. What do you think of Schlabs as a receiver? I mean, did you know he oh, was yeah. this fast? Like, have you? Is that something? Oh you yeah, I've known since even since he was a freshman. Even you know, even before that, you know, I've get, I've known Garrett for a long time, and that dude is a competitor, man. He he will not stop until he gets what he wants. You know, I remember on Friday against Natrona, he had a bad run. He was a little frustrated about himself, and that just lets me know that Garrett, man, he's a competitor. He will he will do it. He will do anything to win. You know, and you know, so I love Garrett for sure. He's he's one of the top guys on our team. He's one of the leaders, and. uh Proud to have him on my team. I want to ask you, I asked uh, Andrew Johnson from Central this last year uh, with him playing DV. Um, I want to ask you, who's the toughest guy that you've had to cover in the state? Um, Toughest guy I've had to cover? That's a good question. You know, my first game, 
Um, it was definitely a little, as a, it was a tough one for me, you know, guarding Andre Felton. Um, but as the season went on, I, you know, I kind of got better at my craft and stuff. But toughest receiver, man, probably probably Andrew Johnson himself. You know, that dude is fast. He's quick. He's good at his routes. He, you know, he's he's an animal for sure. He definitely deserves where that you know to go to Wyoming, and you know, he's he's probably the toughest guy. Well, we're, we're two weeks into the season here. You guys are one and one. We mentioned a ton of the offseason work that you've put in. What are some of your goals heading into the season? Or so, what have how have your goals changed after these first two weeks? Um, they they really haven't changed that much. You know, it's just once once again just being one and know, being perfect at everything we do. You know, playing all four quarters throughout the game. Um, I think that's a big one, especially coming off that loss against Thunder Basin. You know, I think we we should have taken advantage of our uh, 20, uh, 28-0 uh, lead, and uh, we just didn't. You know, it's just playing four quarters, playing as a team, you know, because there's 11 dudes on the field, and, you know, you can't win without all of them. So, you know, just playing together, and uh, I think if we all play together for all four quarters, that will be successful. How comforting was that, you know, to come back and play the whole game, the full four quarters against Natrona the following week? Oh man, it was for sure. It was, it was definitely a, you know, something that we know now that we can do because I think our, our defense really stepped up, you know, our offense struggled a little bit, but you know, we all, we all make mistakes, but um, our defense definitely stepped up in that game and we all played four quarters as a team, you know, like if our offense struggled, you know, our defense was there to pick us up. If our defense struggled, you know, our offense would drive the ball down the field um, give them a little breather, get a little, get a little time to refocus. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, just playing as a team helped us, really helped us in that win. So, so I obviously, um, you're solid back there as a DB cornerback. Uh, I want to ask, is, uh, has there been some interest from any colleges? Have some colleges been showing some interest in you? Oh, yeah. Um, I've been talking to some college coaches, you know, just, just kind of, you know, easing into it you know college playing college football isn't really you know what's 100% on my mind right now you know playing for east high school is um you know I college stuff that that stuff will come you know when it's when it season's over all that stuff you know right now I'm just focused on my team right now all my teammates at east and uh you know it's it's always great to get a couple you know phone calls from some college coaches but um you know right now I'm just focused on the task at hand and that's playing for the East Thunderbirds. So, before we wrap it up with a fun question, I want to ask you. I mean, you doubled down on playing for East there. What What's it been like playing for Coach Goff? I mean, what what kind of impact has he made on you as a football player and as a person? Oh man, Coach Goff has definitely taught me some life lessons. You know, it's he's he's an awesome coach. You know, he definitely deserves Coach of the Year almost probably every year. You know, he's if you get to know him, you know, he's a he's a, he's a really funny dude, you know, and he's really serious about football and even life. You know, he tells us, um, you know, every day, you know, just even the small things, you know, just tell someone that you love them, you know, just, just stuff like that. Coach Goff is, you know, I would not want to play for any other coach, man. He's just, uh, words can't even explain how, how lucky I am to be in the East High program and be coached by him. He's, he, he's awesome. I love Coach Goff.
definitely, definitely recommend you having a conversation with him, you know, just not even about football, just about life. You, you'll, you'll love it. It's, it's awesome. I love coach. Goff. He's yeah. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Anytime I've talked to coach Goff, it seems like we go forever. Uh, oh yeah. Co- <laughs> Coach Goff will have you talking for days. It's it's awesome, you know. And he he's not the only one on the East coaching staff that, you know, makes you feel makes you feel actually wanted there. You know, he they're not like you know those hard coaches. Like they'll be hard on us sometimes, but um, you know, they always remind us at the end of the day. You know, we're we're a family. We're as one, and uh, it's all it's all to get better, and it's all out of love. You know, at the end of the day, we all love each other. We're all a big family, and uh, yeah, so. Love playing for East. Love playing for Coach Goff. Love playing for love playing around the dudes that I have right now. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, we'll wrap it up with a fun one here. Robert is an excellent burger chef. I myself love to eat burgers. So if you've got a burger in front of you, I mean, what what's going on the Caleb Romero burger? What what are you putting on your patty in between the bun? What's going on? dang man <laughs> you, you know you got the the medium pat the medium patty you know you got the you got the lettuce you got the onions you got the tomato you know you gotta you gotta get some of the greens on there you know so you know it can't just be a burger you got cheese too the american one especially the american one's good um oh <laughs> uh, what else oh um shoot man i don't know if you've ever tried this but you know throw a little bit of chick-fil-a sauce on the on the burger. I know you guys don't got a Chick-fil-A up in Casper, but, uh, but <laughs> I'm telling you down here in Cheyenne, you know, you throw Chick-fil-A sauce on everything, you know, whether it's, whether it's steak, whether it's chicken, it's yeah. Yeah. So um, you're cutting me deep. You're cutting me <laughs> deep as Robert will tell you, my favorite thing in the world is Chick-fil-A. Oh man. That's awesome. Man. I've got some Chick-fil-A, got some Chick-fil-A waiting for me at the stadium right now. So <laughs> all right, man. So- We'll let you get to it then. Caleb Romero, DB for East. Good luck on Friday, and thanks for coming on the pod with us. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed those interviews with Rock Springs' Isaac Shanefeld and East Caleb Romero. We certainly enjoyed talking to both those guys. We're going to wrap up the podcast here. Robert's going to be at East Campbell County this Friday. I don't know where I'll be yet, but might be down in Laramie for some Laramie NC, so we'll see what happens. I want to shout out everyone who's been sharing the pod, listening to the pod, downloading the pod. It's all very much appreciated. And if you want more Pokes talk, check out Previewing the Pokes coming out here in the next day or two with YO Sports. Josh Criswell, he had someone on who covers Northern Illinois. They get into this weekend's matchup a little bit more. Shout out to Shakewell for the music. We'll talk to you next week. Beat the Huskies. First time. Thanks to pass this test So you better forget